listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this first day of the new financial year, the 1st of July 2021. So later we'll be talking about property prices up 13.5% nationally for the year. What next? But first... Like I mentioned, it's the new financial year, so there'll be some changes to your money, and that includes an increase to the superannuation guarantee, a rise to the minimum wage, there'll be a lower corporate tax rate for some small and medium businesses, the low and middle income tax offset has been extended, and there'll be some assistance for single parents and first home buyers into the property market. So for more on all of that, I spoke earlier with H&R Block's Head of Tax Communications, Mark Chapman. Mark, some changes from today, the start of the new financial year. The biggest one, I think, to impact most people will be the, the extension of the low and middle income tax offset. So can you explain what that means and just how many people will benefit? Yes, so uh, there's $1,080, which is the offset. Um, it's up to $1,080, and it, it applies to people who've earned up to $126,000. Um, so to get the $4,080, you need to have earned between uh, $46,000 and $90,000. Um, if you earn uh, between $90,000 and $126,000, you just get uh, a reduced amount. Um, so that, 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 that obviously will impact many Australian taxpayers. Having said that, it won't actually uh, lead to a reduction in anybody's tax liabilities because the lower middle income tax offset has been around for a few years now. So this is simply an extension of something that's already there. Uh, so you're not going to see your tax liabilities going down as a result of this. You're simply going to see them staying the same. Um, you actually claim the tax offset this time next year through your tax return. Um, uh, so you're going to have to wait to see the money. Uh, you can claim the tax offset in this year's tax return, but that's last last year's uh, tax offset. I guess another big one is this increase to the superannuation guarantee from 9.5% to 10%. But what should people be aware about this? Yeah, the increase in uh, superannuation is part of an ongoing program to uh, increase superannuation up to 12.5%. So it's going up by half a percent every year. So this is the first of those increases. Um, so really... Uh, you just need to look at your pay uh, statement for July to make sure that your employers have actually applied the uh, in increased percentage. So make sure they've uh, taken out 10% of super rather than 9.5% and obviously have a word with them if they, if they haven't. What about making sure that your, your take-home pay hasn't necessarily been impacted as a result? How do you work that out? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, obviously that shouldn't happen. Uh, so if that if you look at it, your take-home pay has gone down, then you need to uh, raise that with whoever does the wages in your organisation, your payroll department, uh, because the, uh, uh, the superannuation is an addition to your take-home pay. Okay. What about biggest changes for small and medium businesses? Yeah. So for small and medium businesses, uh, the corporate tax rate is going down from 26 to 25%. Um, obviously, that's good news uh, for the uh, particular companies. So the, uh, uh, the, the individual companies are seeing the tax rate go down. But uh, conversely, the shareholders in those companies will see the tax rate effectively go up on any dividends that are paid out because obviously there'll be less uh, franking credits attached to any dividends. So uh, good news for the company. Uh, not such good news for the individual shareholders. Um, 
also worth bearing in mind that unincorporated uh, businesses are getting uh, an increase in the uh, small business tax offset, which is going up by 3% from 13 to 16%. Although there's a degree of smoke and mirrors to that because uh, as well as a the percentage, there's also a physical cap, a dollar cap, which is $1,000 that isn't increasing. So even though the percentage is going up, um, the maximum amount that you can get, $1,000, isn't. And just finally, what about support for home buyers, especially as we see prices continuing to rise? Yeah, yeah. So the first home super saver scheme is being extended. So uh, currently you can take $30,000 out of your super and uh, use it towards a home deposit. That's going up to $50,000. But that's probably not going to happen this year. That's that's scheduled to start from the 1st of July, uh, 2022. So fortunately, you're going to have to wait an extra year to take advantage of that. In addition, there's a first home uh, uh, deposit scheme uh, whereby the government will guarantee up to uh, 15% of your deposit. So uh, you need to uh, chip in 5%, 5% and the government will uh, guarantee the other 15%. Uh, that is starting from the 1st of July 2021. But unfortunately, uh, there's a limit on the number of places. Only 10,000 people can qualify for that. So uh, uh, I guess the uh, advice there is to get in uh, quickly. Mark Chapman there from H&R Block and of course that minimum wage increasing by 2.5% from today to $20.33 per hour or $722.60 for a full-time week. Uh, That's benefiting most people on the minimum wage, although some in the retail and hospitality industries, some in aviation, fitness and tourism will have to wait until later in the year. Um, He did mention some of those benefits helping first home buyers get into the property market, and that's timely because we've seen a rise in property prices uh, over June, up by 1.9% according to CoreLogic, 13.5% nationally for the year. And on an annual basis, the best performing capital city was Darwin, up by 21%, followed by Hobart, 19.6%. And of our biggest cities, Sydney saw an increase in value by 15% for the year. And Melbourne was one of the slowest, 7.7%. Of course, low mortgage rates and government stimulus have aided prices over the past 12 months. For more and where to now, here is Eliza Owen from CoreLogic. At the moment, we're still seeing prices rise, but the rate at which they're rising is coming down. Very strong growth rates are largely unsustainable because you start to come up against affordability constraints. And in the short term, that's what's taking the heat out of the market. In the longer term, there are also some headwinds that we're looking out for, things like mortgage rate increases or macro prudential policies that would tighten lending conditions. These are probably the key factors which would change the dynamic of the housing market going forward. I mean, at the moment, it's still very much a seller's market. We've seen days on market across the country are typically about 29 days. So property is selling much uh, more quickly than they were this time last year. Um, I think when it comes to um, people wanting to get into the housing market, you either need to look further afield um, for markets that are uh, less expensive the the further you get from major metropolitan centres Or it might be worthwhile looking at some of the government incentives on offer. We know that recently there have been more places added to the family home guarantee, the um, uh, first home loan deposit scheme. And so these are the kinds of tools I think that are really being provided to 
give access to first home buyers even as property prices continue to rise. Eliza Owen there from CoreLogic and the Australian share market had uh, a decent fall today, down by 0.7% on the 207,265. That was its lowest level in two weeks. The banks and the healthcare sector is doing the most damage, although gold stocks did the best. Kyle Rodder from IG Markets spoke earlier. Kyle, the market's down today. Why? Well, I mean, it's probably not a great reason as to, to why the market was off very slightly. It was a really quiet day. Um, I can certainly say that much sort of sort of sitting in the office and on the desk today that, you know, flow was a little bit quieter. I guess, you know, if you were to look for perhaps a bit of a reason, you know, it's the first day of a new year. We've just come off the back of a stellar 12 months um, and we had all the sort of interesting price dynamics that come from portfolio managers sort of rebalancing their books and everything yesterday. So there was a lack of data today, um, a lack of real reason to sort of jump back into risk. So it was really quite a quiet one and, you know, the market really only ended, you know, mildly lower in the context of things anyway. There was some economic data coming out today. We saw some great job vacancies numbers suggesting the unemployment rate will continue to fall. The other good one was a trade surplus, which continues to grow also with commodity and rural exports boosted. What do you think this says about the economy? And are there any opportunities for investors? Or or do you think all of that's priced in, especially with your miners, for example? Yeah, well, I suppose in terms of the economy, the, the fact that we, we're keeping really strong terms of trade is, is very, very positive. It's obviously great for our outlook going forward. It's very good for the, the government's budget bottom line going forward too, especially considering we're still seeing iron ore prices, you know, well, some way off their highs, but historically speaking, very, very high. In terms of what that means for investment markets, I, I would suggest that although, you know, the mining stocks in these companies are, uh, are clearly in a, in a very strong spot at the moment, that as far as this cycle goes, a lot of the, that good news is Probably been baked into the to, to the price a little bit. You know, markets look six to twelve months down the line for these sorts of estimates on what growth will be doing. So, considering multiples are pretty high across across the market, reasonably high across the say the miners, you'd expect that most of the, the that does reflect that you know prices are high and, and profits in the future now just have to sort of meet those expectations. But for, for the economy as a whole and, and for those companies, you know, they, this sort these sorts of data points are still you know pointing to a pretty pretty robust economic environment. Um, given there's not much happening today, the main thing I want to talk about is looking back at the year that wasn't ahead, right? So last financial year, local shares rose 24%, but the US rose 38%. Are the main opportunities offshore? Well, I suppose the short answer to that is yes, and really, you know, it's quite intuitive. We're, we're quite a small market overall. We're quite a uh, simple market. It's very, very dividend-driven, for example, and it's a big, wild, big, wide world out there. So, you know, the, the big investment opportunities on that principle alone is, you know, it would be to say that, you know, they do exist overseas. I, I would suggest too, as well, though, that there is a sort of a thematic element, as I would call it, in as a part of that kind of dynamic too, where if you look at what the ASX 200 has done versus, say, a benchmark like the S&P 500, over the last 12 months, the composition is very different and they, they thrive in different environments. So the S&P 500 is very much a growth-oriented market, very much dominated by tech stocks, which outperformed in the first six months of our financial year last year. Whereas in the last six months or so, you know, when we got the vaccine news, when we got the, the positive outcomes to some, um, you know, uh, the, the presidential election in the United States, it very much became a value-oriented cyclical market. And we probably outperformed throughout that period of time. So yes, the big opportunities exist offshore because it's a big wild world. And like I said, um, our markets are relatively small in the context of things. Um, but there's also that thematic element where you know you invest in our market when you know perhaps the the, the, the time is appropriate um, to again jump in cyclicals, jump into value sectors, and, and all of that kind of thing. And so looking ahead, what do you see as the key themes for this financial year and the opportunities for investors? 
Well, I think a lot of it's going to be how the global economy moves from sort of a recovery expansion phase to probably something more sort of long in the tooth or, or mature in terms of the business cycle. That'll be interesting to see whether, you know, this big upswing we've seen in global growth continues and is able to sustain itself. Um, on top of that, too, I think that the talk will be, and as an extension of that, really, um, how monetary policy in particular normalises in the next 12 months. In, especially if inflationary pressures prove more than a little bit transitory and beca- perhaps become entrenched. Either way, you know, strong inflation or otherwise, we've already got an indication from most global central banks, especially the Fed, but next week we get the RBA who you know, provide a bit of a blueprint for their next moves, that some of this extraordinary policy support and all that liquidity will probably be progressively withdrawn QE programs will be tapered. Interest rate hikes maybe even might, might even happen, you know, at some stage next year too. So it'll all be about making that transition from recovery, from expansion to to, to really a mature economic, the mature stage of the economic cycle, uh, and how investors adjust to the policy ramifications of that. Kyle Rodder there from IG Markets. Don't forget you can listen to this as a stream on podcasts across the network, including SBS Radio, the SBS News website, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. Follow me across my social media at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.